Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Listeners, welcome back to A Pod of Their Own. This is episode 179 of A Pod of Their Own. I am Allison McCaig, and I am joined this week by my lovely co-host, Linda Surovich. Hello, Linda. Hey, Allison. And we are also joined by a very special guest, um, host and reporter at SMY, Chelsea Sherrod. Welcome to the show, Chelsea. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Wow, episode 179. You all are killing it. This is great. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we've been recording this podcast since 2019. So we're in season four, five now of doing this. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, so we met as a little bit of background for our listeners. We met Chelsea at uh, the Women's Day uh, at the Mets uh, Women's Day. And it was awesome because they had a panel beforehand, which was amazing. And Chelsea was sort of the MC of that panel and did an awesome job Mm -hmm. of it. Um, And we met up with her afterwards and we were like, we need you on the show, Chelsea. And she (laughs) was all in on that, which is great. Um, So uh, for... A little bit of an intro to you. Tell our listeners a little bit about your journey. Did you always want to grow uh, grow up always wanting to cover sports? Uh, tell us a bit about your background and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. So growing up, um, as a lot of you know youngsters have done or still do to these to this day, I started playing soccer. Um, I started playing around age five, I want to say, and just like fell in love. I'm a part of a big sports family. Um, my dad really loved sports and he played too. 
um, just like growing up and things. So played soccer, um, ended up playing basketball um, in high school, and then uh, decided to play uh, collegiate basketball at a Division three school in Connecticut, Albertus Magnus College. So I've always been around sports, but I never really thought about like covering it. Like I didn't grow up like with a microphone in my hand. There's a lot of people in the industry who are like, yeah, and I held my first interview when I was six years old in my <laughs> living room. And that was not me. That was not me. Uh, but when I was in college, um, the assistant athletic director at the time, Kristen DeCarly, who I love so very much, she one day was just like, you know, we're trying to put some more content together for athletic program. And I would love for you to do some student athlete of the month interviews. And so I was like, okay, sure. Why not? And did a few of them. And I was like, all right, this could be a good way for me to stay around sports uh, without being the athlete, uh, so to speak, because obviously, like I was not playing professionally, coming from a division, a division three school. Um, and from there, I got an, an internship at News 8 in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, after graduation, I went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, which is a very fast-paced eight-week course that was all hands-on, and I really got to get the experience that I needed um, in the industry, um, or at least to get into the industry, and then from there, worked local news uh, for about a year and a half. I worked at NBC Sports as a production assistant for a year, and then got my first on-air gig in Utica, New York in 2019, November 2019, and then, of course, you know, COVID happened in March the following year. So that was something that I had to adjust to. But I was there for a year and a half covering local sports, high school, um, local colleges, minor league, hockey. And then I was there for a year and a half, went to Nesson, the New England Sports Network in Boston. We covered all the Boston area professional sports. I was there for a year and a half. And then I joined SNY in December of last year. And I, I've been here since. And and I've been loving it. And so we'll probably get into this a little bit more, but my career has been a little bit fast paced, at least my journey so far. But um, it's been, you know, very formidable and beneficial. And I've been able to learn so much. So no, I didn't always want to cover sports, but I always wanted to be around sports and have my hand in it somehow. And, you know, thankfully, I'm, I'm able to. Shout well, out very to happy. you landed at S and Y. Yes. So happy yes. to be here. Very happy. Uh, shout out to growing up playing soccer. That was me too. Um, even yeah. though baseball is my primary love as a fan. Um, yeah. I have played soccer my entire life um, from age four until literally last year when I tore my ACL. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh yeah wow but, that's awesome that you played for that long yeah I did uh I was not I was not a collegiate athlete though I I went to I went to Delaware which is a division one school I was not gonna yeah, I was not good really enough good to school. play for them uh at that level but I did play like you know intramural sports the, the entire club, time I yeah. was in college yeah and club and stuff like that so yeah oh that's awesome well we are ACL buddies I've heard my ACL actually four times I've done two Ooh. on each knee which is Lord. rough. Um, well, that's a story for another day. We'll get into that another time. But I feel everything. Like when you said that, I was like, yeah, I completely know what that rehab is like. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I hear you. When when Edwin Diaz went down, I like 
cried because I, I, know, I knew I exactly know. what he was what his pain the pain he was feeling and I was like oh my yeah God, uh, it's the worst when you have like that firsthand experience and you're like yep I know exactly what that's like yep uh, we'll, we'll commiserate about that off air <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> well Chelsea I don't know if you saw but Barbie released a whole line of sports related Barbies Oh my gosh. Yeah, and there's one that's sports reporter Barbie, which is very exciting. Um, yes. As you know, this is a male-dominated field. Um, has there was ha- have you run into any challenges as a woman entering this field or anything you've run into, especially as a black woman in this uh, male-dominated field? Yeah, that, that's such a great question. And I need to check out those sports Barbies. And I love that there's a sports reporter Barbie. That's so awesome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the thing that's industry interesting about this question, and I get this question a lot, especially from uh, journalists who are coming up and trying to get their foot in the door and things like that. And this is a question that I've asked too for some mentors. And really, for me, I think there hasn't been in um, like an outward, like overt uh, situation that I've been in where a man has either like publicly made me feel um, that I don't belong or things like that, like overtly. But there are a lot of uh, microaggressions and um, and things that, that I feel sometimes. And I think as a woman, uh, for us, especially when we walk into press rooms or uh, interviews or, or anything, really, it's we notice way faster if there's only one of us in a room, right? I don't know if that's mm-hmm. something that men yeah. notice, but as a woman, that's always something that I notice. And and it was so funny. I was thinking this the other day because I was at um, Yankees for old timers day and I'm standing in the press conference room and there was one other female reporter in there. And that was something that I noticed off rip. And sometimes there's some like, you know, you'll get a couple looks or, you know, guys will kind of look over and sometimes, you know, they have their, you know, their groups and it's very buddy, buddy. And, and, you know, they, they talk about their things. And sometimes I kind of feel like I'm on the outside looking in and, and, you know, sometimes I'm like, all right, well, should I ask this question? Or, you know, if I do ask it, are they going to look at me funny or off rip? They probably think that I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm just here to be like a cute face, like all of those thoughts come into my mind. And I had a lot of them more so coming up like when I first started out but I think that now at least that I've you know been able to work at at a great network like SNY I feel like I've been able to prove myself um so far and so when I do walk into these rooms sometimes I'll get those looks and then you know I'll grab like our microphone and we'll see the SNY mic flag and then you know those looks kind of stop or then they'll you know try to like talk a little bit more or like things like that and it's unfortunate that that's what I've had to experience. And, you know, being a black woman is, is a whole, it's a whole different thing as far as um, appearance goes and, you know, just having to think about what are they going to say about my hair or my outfit? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I'll see like other people wearing certain things. So I'm like, if I wear that, like that wouldn't fly or, or whatever. There are a lot of different things that as women in general, we think about that men don't necessarily have to think about. Um, so no, I, I haven't, I haven't experienced like a really terrible thing. Um, and there are some women that have in the industry which, and it's super unfortunate. Um, but I do have 
those like instances where I'm just like, all right, well, I'm just going to stand over here or like, they're kind of just like, who is this girl? And, you know, you get like the, the glares and things. So there are, there are challenges and I think that they're real. And that's why, especially on women's day, sitting next to the woman and even meeting the, the two of you, it's like, sometimes you feel like you have to do the absolute most just to prove that you belong. And that's yes. why when you told me that, you know, you're on episode 179, it's like, that's an incredible accomplishment. And sometimes like for men, they're just like, yeah, they're plastering it everywhere. Yeah. I've done an episode 150 and like, da, 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 da. they have no care in the world. But as a woman, you feel like you have to get to a certain point before you can even say anything about the work that you've done. And so sitting next to the women that day, it's just like, they've accomplished so much. And just like, just imagining the certain doors that they had to break down or push through and, um, the meetings that they've had to sit in and the people that they've had to talk to and there's misogyny all over the place and, and things. So, yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of challenges, but the good thing is that uh, I have great mentors and, and friends in the industry um, who are women who, you know, help me uh, remind myself or they remind me that I belong there. Um, so, and I realize that those challenges are never going to go away. Um I just have to approach them in a different way. So, yeah. Well, that panel for me was incredible because, I mean, from my perspective, everybody's sitting up there were these phenomenal women, super accomplished, and we all experience the same things. We all experience the same doubts, the same, like, inner critic, I think Bonnie mm -hmm. said. So, I mean, just to hear that voiced, and to realize, yeah. you know, we're all experiencing the same thing, no matter what field you're in. Um, it really, you know, gave me, I don't want to say hope, but it gave me, you know, clarity that I'm not alone. Yeah. People mm -hmm. are experiencing, experiencing this everywhere in every profession. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. And like, I think I, what you said about, you know, the episode 179, that being such an achievement. Well, first of all, thank you. I appreciate yes. that compliment. <laughs> um, and second of all, I think what you said resonates so strongly about, like, not feeling like we can brag on ourselves until yeah. we've done a lot more. Um, yeah. Like, I didn't even, I mean, like, within our baseball circles, I talk a lot about our show and, like, talk mm -hmm. a lot about the Mets and stuff like that. But, like, for a long time, we this, my whole, like, uh, baseball side hustle started when I was in graduate school. And I didn't mm. tell people in like my my like, quote unquote, day job, like circle mm -hmm. about this, any of this for a long wow. time, because I didn't yeah. feel like I don't know, I just didn't feel like it was something that they would take seriously or like, mm -hmm. or like think was an accomplishment the way that people who understand this, this world do. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of a lot of self-doubt involved in academia and in the sciences as a woman, too, mm -hmm. which is which is my mm -hmm. primary field. Um, wow. And so it was just yeah, it, it took a long time for me to even like embrace this side of myself. I almost like created two sides of myself for a long time. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? No, I'm a woman in science and I'm a woman in sports, too. I'm both. Mm -hmm. We can we can yeah. do both. <laughs> Absolutely. Get you a girl who can do both. Love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which 
transitions really well into my next question, um, which is at the Women's Day panel. This is kind of like my favorite part of the panel. I Mm -hmm. think we talked about imposter syndrome, which, as I mentioned, as Mm -hmm. a woman who went to grad school um, in the sciences, uh, was a huge part of my life for a very long time and still is in a lot of ways. Um, And it's something a ton of women deal with, uh, a ton of people deal with, uh, not just women, but I feel like it's Mm -hmm. more acute for women oftentimes. So can Mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about um, how you've dealt with imposter syndrome or give advice to anyone who may be going through it themselves? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I was so glad that I think that was that was a question that was asked um, during the panel. And I was so glad that was brought up because just like you mentioned, like, it's nice to just know, okay, I'm not the only person thinking these things like there are other women going through this. I'm not alone. Um, But yeah, I experienced that all the time. And it's so funny getting to New York City and being able to work here. um, You know, you would think that some of that goes away and it doesn't. Uh, but one thing for myself, uh, that I do to kind of help with that is just like, I know that I am here for a reason, right? Like I wouldn't be doing this if my bosses didn't believe in me. Um, if my family didn't believe in me, if my mentors didn't believe that I could do it. Uh, and so that's something that I say to myself all the time. And so I get, I get messages and, People will comment on things on social media and stuff. And, you know, they'll say like, oh, she's just a diversity hire. Oh, she's, you know, they just needed a woman to be here. Like, whatever, she can't do these things. And so sometimes seeing that information or those comments kind of will, uh, they'll make me think like a certain way or, you know, I'll kind of have those moments of doubt and things. But then I'm like, you know what? If I wasn't able to do the job, I wouldn't have been hired to do the job off rip. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I have to be able to do, I have to be able to do these things. And so that's one thing that helps me with imposter syndrome. Um, my family is great at just being such a great encouragement uh, to me. And I love getting feedback from them because some of them, you know, they're not like the biggest uh, sports aficionados, even though we are a sports family, <laughs> but they will tell me like, Oh my gosh, tell like, you know, I really love that. Or, Oh, like, I noticed that you said that, like, how did you feel about that? Or like, were you feeling the type of way that day when like you did this show or whatever, but there's such an encouragement so that when I do feel that way, it's like, no, I'm meant to do this. Like God put me in this position. Like I'm really big in my faith. And that's something that keeps me very, um, that kind of keeps me going, uh, so to speak. But yeah, I mean, like, for girls who are dealing with it, um, especially girls in our industry, like, you ladies have this platform, right? And so you built this up. And so you're creators and being a creator comes with its challenges in general. Um, But I think for people who are going into this space to fight that imposter syndrome, I would just, you know, maybe like give yourself some affirmations, find a mentor, find someone else who's in this space who's kind of gone through it or, you know, continues to go through it and see how they deal with things. But really it's just knowing that you deserve to be there and your perspective is important and it's needed and it's wanted and that you just, you should be there. Like you should be in this room. And so you should be your full self when you're in that room too. So, yeah. 
I think that it should be a requirement that every person who posts something uh, on social media, like she's just a diversity hire, um, post also their entire full resume of what they yes. I think that thank should you, be a requirement, you. personally. <laughs> Just like it's the same as the people who like who like criticize uh, who criticize athletes and are like, "Oh, what yeah. a lazy play" or something. I'm yeah. just like, "Yeah, I'd like to see you do that." <laughs> You're I'm like, could you, could you go couch. off there? Could you do that? Like, please, please show us. Give us a video. I would love to see you do that. Please I love show us what playing the right playing hilarious. the game the right way is is right. all about. Exactly. 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 <laughs> Well, also, I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but um, at the, <laughs> I have the on the panel, I was the one that yeah. asked the question about yes, failing, yes. and um, yeah. there is that like women aren't necessarily given the same level as great of grace that they give mm-hmm. men when they make a mistake. Like women always mm-hmm. have to be perfect. We have to look perfect, sound perfect. Like how many times do they say like her voice is so annoying or yeah. Like those, like little, you know, criticisms have nothing to do with the job. Um, But, you know, and then how in when, you know, you do screw up, at least for me, like I just keep Mm -hmm. replaying it over and over in my head. And like, Mm -hmm. I I can't forgive myself for screwing up. But then, I mean, not to be weird or anything, but now I have, because your response was, girl, get over it. (laughs) And now every time I hear you in my head saying, girl, get over it. Well, in the the nicest way possible. I realized that, and I think this is something that I learned playing sports, is kind of having like, and I think I probably said this on the panel, it's kind of like having like short-term memory. Yes. Just being like, all right, on to the next thing, right? And it's like, it's, you try not to uh, to dwell on uh, maybe some like mistakes that you made or if you're like, oh, I wish I could have done that better or whatever. I just try to look at it as, okay, I did that. How can I be better at doing that? And then when is my next opportunity to show that I can be better at doing that? And so when I say, girl, get over it, it's <laughs> girl, understand that like you are great at what you do we all have moments where we will we wish that we could have done something better but just think of like when you do get that next opportunity to do that this is how I'm going to do it the next time um and so I think yeah sports is like when I played basketball especially in college that was that was always the biggest thing for me okay when's our next game like okay two days from now great can't wait to be there we're going to watch film, we're going to figure out how we can improve. And then we're going to, you know, put that into our, our play. So yeah. Hashtag girl, get over it. I'm going to make t-shirts. Let's do yes. it. Oh, we would love that. <laughs> oh, we would, we would sell them. We would sell those. Uh, shout out to the, shout out to the dude in our podcast reviews a long time ago who talked about our vocal fry. Shout out to that guy specifically. Yeah. I remember that. And I, I, at the time, at the time, I rem- I thought about it all the time in a way that it hurt my feelings. But now I think about it all the time and I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can do. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, goodbye. Goodbye. Because yeah, at the end of the day, goodbye. they're not the, their opinions don't matter because it's not coming at from all. a place of criticism. It's just coming from a bad place. 
Exactly, exactly. If, that's the thing too. It's like everyone has an opinion, right? Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. If their opinion is about you or the way that you do things, whether positive or negative, it is up to you to accept that opinion or not. You know what I mean? It's like you can say whatever you want to say. Either I'm going to take what you're saying and I'm going to keep that or I'm just going to be like, all right, that's what you said. I'm going this way. Redirect your energy. Because sometimes, just like you said, like people people will just say the most outlandish things and it's not coming from a great place. And maybe they just, you know, they, this is how they, you know, interact with people or, or whatever. But if it's not serving you, then redirect it. Yeah. Like if it's criticism that I can use to improve something about what I'm doing and I know that you're, you're telling me that thing because you're trying to make me better, then Mm -hmm. that's different than, you Mm -hmm. know, your vocal fry. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, that's a thing about myself uh, that I can't change. So, right. You know, I, mean, I think you both have great voices. So. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You're welcome. Because I still haven't listened to an episode because I can't stand my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's hard for me. It's, I, I love to watch film. I, I call it watching film. Um, but I like <laughs> to watch my shows back and like interviews back, um, just for like, you know, like growth purposes and things. But I hate hearing myself talk. Like I hate it. And I feel like that's a normal thing. Like most people do, I'm sure, unless, you know, you're completely obsessed with yourself. Um, so that's completely normal. But I think that it also, when you get these opinions from people, it's up to us to figure out who it's coming from, what place it's coming from. And then, like you said, Allison, is this like usable information? Like things that my boss or my producers will tell me are completely different from what a random guy will say on Twitter, right? So I'm like not going to listen to this random guy. I'm going to listen to my producer, my boss. Like, that's it. Exactly. Well, I do kind of have a fun little story. Um, I think it was my fourth date with my current boyfriend. Um, we went to a Met game. It was a double header and, you know, me and him are just chatting and the guy in front of me goes, Oh, I'm sorry, but, uh, to interrupt, but he goes, but do you have a podcast? I was like, yeah. And he was like, Oh, I listen to you all the time. I was like, Oh, really? Yeah. You have a very distinctive voice. (laughs) That's awesome. I was like, Oh, I was recognized. (laughs) I think you've told me that story before, but I didn't know it was your like fourth date with Jesse. <laughs> that <laughs> is like, so funny. Jesse, I have a fan. <laughs> I was wow, like, you just made amazing. me look good, random dude. Thank you. Yes, exactly. thank you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because then I was like, oh my God, I have to text the girls and tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I to get that. desensitized to hearing the sound of uh, my own voice on this show because Michael likes to, Michael, my boyfriend, likes to listen to it. Yeah. And he, I'm oh. like, I'm like, stop it. He's like, what am I going to do? Like, I can only listen to it when you're not here. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out, Michael. We love the support. We love a supportive boyfriend. We do. Yes. We do. Yes. So it often is That's in the car when we're driving somewhere. Oh, like, no. So you have, you have like, nowhere to run. He'll be like, time to put on my favorite podcast. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I know. That's torture. No. <laughs> it's like, I cringe, but that is so cute. <laughs> He's very supportive. Shout out, Michael. 
Yes. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, now that you've been at SNY, it hasn't been great. For New York sports, but Ugh. have you had a fun moment or a couple of moments since you've? I mean, especially this past weekend with football. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> there wasn't much good to talk about. But is there been a moment that stands out since you've been covering New York sports? Yeah, um, I, it was so funny because I was like, "Is it me?" Like since I got here, it's just been utter chaos. Um, <laughs> but- I've had some, I've had some really amazing moments and uh, it's so funny because this is another question that I get pretty often. And I think that one that sticks out to me um, is being able to uh, cover UConn women's basketball in the NCAA tournament um, earlier this year, back in uh, like late March, April. Um, That was great because I'm from Connecticut. I've grown up you know, watching UConn, um, they're, you know, the greatest team in, in women's college basketball and Gina Ariema is the greatest women's basketball coach ever. Um, and so being able to do interviews with him, it was just such a full circle moment for me. So that was amazing. And I'm really glad that I'm, I'm now going to be able to be their sideline reporter for this upcoming season. So really excited about that. Uh, but yeah, I've had some great moments. I mean, like there are always days where I'm just like talking to an athlete or a coach and, and it's just like, you know, it's like a pinch me moment. Like I have, I have a lot of those and I need to start writing them down so I can really list them off. I'm trying to think of some other ones that, that come to my head, uh, covering the Knicks in uh, the playoffs this past season. I mean, Madison square garden is absolutely incredible. Um, 
so that's always been great. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, next season I, I have some better, you know, Mets and Yankees uh, memories or experiences than I'm able to do. Being able to do Mets pre and post game has been incredible uh, this season. We have some great analysts that we work with, former players and GMs, executives and things like that. So yeah, it's, you know, every day that I go into work, I'm like, this is a great day or I'm having, I'm walking away with something where I'm just like, I would have never thought I would be in this position. But, um, but yeah, I would say at the top of the top right now, it's probably UConn so far, so far. I grew up a Derek Jeter fan. So being at Yankees old timer day, I know Mets fans do not care about this at all. But being at old timer's day the other day and seeing him and, you know, being able to, you know, be in the press room and, and things like that. That was that that was a great moment for me. But um but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a Mets fan and and Derek Jeter has been the source of like much of my torture of my childhood and yet <laughs> yeah. I still think I would be pretty starstruck if I was in the same room as Derek Jeter. So it's allowed. Dude, dude, it's 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 incredible. It really is. It's so it's really, really incredible because of course, you know, just growing up around New York sports and things, just being able to be as close as, you know, all of us are at this point, being able to cover these teams closely and kind of getting more of the ins and outs of things. It's really a blessing. Yeah. And last season was really the first season that, um, because Michael is more of a, like, uh, all of New York sports, like, uh, guy than I am. Like, I'm yeah. pretty much a base. I've been like a baseball fan only for like my whole life. And I watch soccer too, mm-hmm. like the women's, the women's soccer yeah. team. Yeah. Um, but I, I haven't really watched much of the other sports. And so Michael being a Mets, Jets, Jets, Knicks fan, highly cursed, um, has, <laughs> has given me big introduction into the other sports. And so, you know, this was really my first season, like really following the Knicks really closely. And it was such a fun season yeah. to be introduced to the Knicks. Oh, um, nice. Very fun season that was. I, yeah, I really well, enjoyed it. I got into the Knicks last season because Obi Toppin is from my hometown. And oh, then they, yeah, they traded him. I was like, you broke I my know. heart. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I, was like, no. I, I, I wish that he stayed, but like, he, I just like, he deserved better. Yeah. He deserves better. So it's like, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. Yeah. And the other butt they have is brother. I'm like, is that the same? I know. <laughs> I know. Uh I'm like I'm happy for him and I hope that he does well, but it's like yeah, I, I wish that he stayed. He's just so electric. Like Yeah. Like yeah, every time I want Yeah. Every time I would turn it lock on to Twitter, it's like this OB Doppin Tunk Dunk and it <laughs> electrifies the crowd. I was like, every time it's a dunk top and dunk. <laughs> oh gotta miss it gotta miss it but yeah the Knicks they were they were fun they were fun this year I would say I it's actually great that the two of you got into more uh like Knicks games the past couple seasons because if you were like yeah I grew up a Knicks fan you'd probably be miserable yeah yeah uh I can imagine that that (laughs) is the case yeah I I arbitrarily Before the season even started, I knew I mean, I I know a fair amount about basketball because I watched college basketball growing up and I played a little bit. Not oh, much. Nice. Yeah. People started growing and I didn't. That was the story <laughs> of my youth. People 
grew, uh, other people around me grew taller and I was not tall. Um, so my basketball career is very short. However, um, I did have knowledge of the sport going in. I just hadn't watched the NBA much. And so I knew yeah. I knew about basketball, but I knew nothing about the Knicks. And I arbitrarily picked Emmanuel quickly as my favorite player, like going in okay. and had this like huge breakout season. I was like, yeah, yeah. that's my guy. That's him. <laughs> Good pick. Good pick. So I was very, I was very proud of like, of, uh, of, you know, nailing that pick. <laughs> love that that's actually a good pick good pick yeah um so we will wrap up the uh the interview portion of the show with um asking you chelsea what advice you would give to young women who want to be involved in sports reporting or just sports in general or just this industry yeah um another really great question the advice that I would have for young women wanting to get into the sports industry is to identify exactly where you want to be or what lane you want to be in. And that might not be like, you know, okay, like I want to just be a reporter uh, or I just want to be a host. Like you can do two of those things, but if it's like, okay, I want to work in like PR or I want to work, I want to be a reporter or I want to, you know, be an athletic trainer, like things like that, like identify those things and then go after that. Um, another, another piece of advice that I would give is once you identify that, find another woman or person, um, could be a man because I think allyship is very important. And that's also something we touched on um, in the panel as well. Uh, male allyship is very important. All of my mentors when I first started out were men. Um, I would find a person who does that job that you want, uh, reach out to them, um, send them a cold email, try to find their information and try to just pick their brain, you know, just say, you know, is there a day where we can get on a, a call or I can come in and get lunch with you or I can just walk around with you? Uh, that was one thing I did with um, one of my, my mentors, uh, Justin Walters, uh, starting out. He was a sports director at the local station that I worked at right after college. And I said to him, I said, I really just want to just sit with you and just see what your process is like, what your day is like and things like that. Um, and most people in the industry, especially in sports journalism, are so willing to help because we all understand how difficult it can be to get in and also to stay in this industry. Um, so, yeah, I would do that. And then just you know just grind like just work and it's not just you know all you have to do is work 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 but I try to pride myself on letting the work speak for itself and really being passionate about the things that I'm covering uh being knowledgeable about the things that I'm covering you never want to be in a situation where you don't know uh what's going on or you don't know who you're speaking to or or you don't know how a game is played. Um, you always want to be knowledgeable, do your research, and um, and have fun. And that's a very cliche thing to say. And that was something that mentors and women in the industry always told me coming up: have fun. And I was like, no, like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> have, fun. have fun. Like, I'm here to work. Okay, I have a goal I'm trying to reach. But I realized that, especially on the the TV side of things and it, being a reporter the more fun that you have, the better stories or storytelling you will do. Because if you're really enjoying what you're doing, 
uh, you'll put that much more effort into it. Your passion will come out when you're doing it. And so I try to tell myself, you know, child, just like have fun. It's less pressure. Um, these are games that we are covering at the end of the day. There are real life things that people are dealing with. We have doctors and lawyers and firefighters and police officers and teachers uh, who have real legit jobs. Not saying that our jobs are not legit, but like they are really changing the world. And we have an opportunity to be entertainers and cover entertainment. So having fun should be you know, one of the most important things that you're doing or one of the biggest things that you're doing as well as, you know, just all the other, the work that you have to put into your, your day to day. So have fun. And if you need me, call me, slide in my DMs. Um, I'm here to help as much as I can. So yeah, that's my advice. We can attest to the fact that sliding into Chelsea's DMs works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, this is great because I said this on the panel and I'm so glad you guys slid in my DMs. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, the Just mentorship is so important. And oh my God. Uh, I I think I've talked about uh my one um favorite mentor that I've ever had in my career uh as a walk off win before in the past on this show but I feel like mm-hmm. I just need to talk about him again. Yeah. Um David Smith is the the single most important mentor I've ever had in my career and it's because <sighs> he's literally a geneticist who is into baseball just like me and he founded <laughs> Retro Sheet which is the website that you can go through and find old box scores um mm-hmm. dating back historically and he built that from the ground up um and he was working a lot on it when uh I was at Delaware which is where he's a professor um at the wow. University of Delaware and uh, very early on I I wasn't happy with my academic advisor who was like not giving me good advice and basically was trying to scare me out of doing a PhD because he thought I wasn't cut out for it um Mm -hmm. and I was like and I had already like had Dr. Smith as a professor and really liked him and switched my academic advisor to be him and he told me very early on like you can do both you can be a great scientist and also be into baseball and do baseball stuff on the side and that's exactly why I'm doing that right now um yeah yeah it's so important um because there sure. will be people who will try to tell you you can't do all those things you want to do. <laughs> yep, exactly. There's yep. a lot of them in the industry. There's a lot. So you got to really, like you're saying, find someone who is going to be that encouragement for you and that anchor, so to speak. Um, and also just, you know, be resilient and just know that you are capable of doing what you want to do, what you want to set out to do. Exactly. Um, so before we end the show this week, we will end like we always do with walk off wins where each of us talks about something that is making us happy this week, baseball related or otherwise. Chelsea Sherrod, what is your walk off win? Okay. My walk off win this week, and this is a very bittersweet win. Very bittersweet. I grew up a Giants fan. Oh. And... (laughs) (laughs) I was so happy to be at MetLife Stadium Sunday night to cover my first Giants game. This is my first Giants or Jets coverage at MetLife Stadium ever. And I was able to be there. I was overjoyed walking in there. My mentor, 
who just like you were saying, David Smith, for you, Allison, Justin Walters, who works at Pix11, he is the, he's my GOAT. And he was there, got to see him. I was like, great, we're off to a great start. And then things went absolute haywire. <laughs> then the game happened. <laughs> and then the action or the <laughs> inaction, wherever the action was, the Giants were not there. No. Um, but that is my walk-off win because that was another full circle moment that I was able to have um, being in this industry and things like that, being able to cover the Giants, even though that was a historically bad win. Um, that is my win of the week because I was really, really happy to be there. So, yeah. And I'll put it this way. Like, when when exciting, like, cool uh, sports wins happen, when the team is good and everything is good, not that it's e- ever easy to cover a team, but it makes your mm-hmm. job a lot easier. So, yeah. you know, for your first game to be thrown that curveball and have a mm. challenge, it's it's better for your growth in your career, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's great perspective. It is. Um. <laughs> I mean, I agree. It was just, it was, it was rough. I think it's so funny too, because yes, in a way, absolutely. Because I was like on a high getting in there, being a Giants fan and like, yes, 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 yes. And then once the game went the way it was, it was like, Chelsea, you are not here to root for the Giants. Yeah. You are, you are never here to root for the Giants. You're here to do your job. And tonight they are sucking. And so <laughs> you just got to do your job. Um, so yeah, in a way, I appreciate that perspective. It was a very long night. Yes, um, sure. and then of impressive. course it poured too. <laughs> like man, that was just yeah, man. If I could do that over, I'm sure we all would do it over. Um, <laughs> but you know, every it was it, it was a bittersweet win, but that that's my win for the week. And it'll be the first of many Giants games, and they can only get better yes, from here. Very <laughs> yes. true. Only up, only up there. linda sarovich what is your walk-off win for this week well i have one walk-off win written down and i'll get to it but my my second walk-off win that i'll mention first is the churv is dominating tonight yes joey lucchese he did not let me down because i've been on the lucchese train since (laughs) preseason. And he is not like my loyalty is paying off and they're winning seven <laughs> nothing and he's still in the game in the seventh inning. So yes. thank you, yeah. Joey, for for uh, making me look a like one. a genius. <laughs> for, uh, for, you That's know. a good one. Yes, yes. So you know, the the seventh inning is not over yet, but he's not giving up any runs. So good for you, Joey. Yeah, absolutely. Future um, of the Mets rotation: Jose Budo and Joey Lucchese. Yes, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> they're Man. doing much better than McGill and Peters. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, who would have thought? thought? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, got out of the seventh. Yep, he made it through seven. Yay, Joey! Nice. So, um, so my second walk off win is yeah. Uh, I'm a children's librarian. Um, so over the yeah. summer, we do summer reading every year. And then we have a big grand prize at the end of the year. So this one little girl, Allie, she's such a good reader. She's super sweet. Um, her dad emailed me earlier in the week saying, oh, have you pulled the grand prize yet? And we were away and I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. 
I was like, no, no, we haven't, uh, we haven't pulled it yet. And he goes, okay, fingers crossed for Allie. Um, so who wins the grand prize, which was a year membership to the Bronx Zoo, but Allie. <laughs> oh, so, awesome. So email her dad. I'm like, you're never going to believe this, but it was totally <laughs> random. It was a random drawing. I did not rig it. It was on the computer. The computer <laughs> pulls a name. So I couldn't rig it even if I had wanted to. Yeah. Um, so, so I email him back saying Allie won. This is the second time Allie's won. She's such a good reader. Um, and then she came in on Saturday and wrote me a thank you note. Oh, that's oh, amazing. That's oh my God. Well, like, you made my whole day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, well, like, I'm so glad of like how excited she got about it. And like, she really gets into it every year. They're always asking, you know, when are you going to pull the prize? And, um, they're always on top of everything. They come, they do our crafts and, so I'm I mean, she she definitely earned it. She definitely did a lot of reading. Yeah. And uh so but it just it made my whole day to see how happy she was and how excited she was that she won again. So that made that made my heart so happy to see that. So oh, yeah. awesome. and also, like I don't do it to, you know, get praise or whatever, but to get the thank yeah. you. Oh, that just yeah. uh, made me so happy. So oh. yeah. My my job is rewarding some days. Yeah. Well, most yeah. days. I should say most days. <laughs> yeah. Just not when you're dealing with uh kids throwing up in the corner. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Oh my God. So happy for Allie. Shout out Allie, our best reader. Yes. 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 <laughs> Um, so my walk-off win for this week is probably obvious to <laughs> anyone who's been paying any sort of attention to Mets broadcasts lately or my Twitter <laughs> account or anything, uh, which is that on, uh, I live in Washington, DC. Uh, so whenever the Mets play the nationals, I am always at those games reliably, yeah. all of them. Nice. Um, nice. and on Tuesday night, uh, uh, last Tuesday night, uh, so like not yesterday, but a week ago, um, mm-hmm. I was at the Mets Nationals game and it was uh, Bark at the Park night uh, at yes. Nats Park. Um, and my <laughs> dog, Blue, nights. was on SNY. <laughs> it was, was a star. Um, That's amazing. I was not expecting that at all. Um, I <laughs> tweeted a picture of her like at the very beginning of the night, like just a little like a photo of her, like looking out at the field and was like blues first ball game. And Linda <laughs> quote tweeted it. and was like at Steve Gelb's interview. Blue. <laughs> Like as a joke, <laughs> you know, because Gary told Steve he was like, "Oh my god, that was your dog." Yeah, that was my dog. <laughs> that was me on there with my dog. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, because Gary told Steve, he goes, "Steve, it's Bark in the Park night. I think you need to interview a dog." Yes, so I saw the as, interview. Yeah, so as soon as Gary said that, I retweeted out because I knew Allison had tweeted earlier in the day. So as soon as he said that, I tagged Steve and I was like, go interview Blue. <laughs> and I didn't and, think anything was going to come of it. <laughs> no, I like, and so it's like the sixth inning and I just look up and there's Steve Gelbs and he goes, is this Blue? <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm Steve Gelbs. I was like, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I um, loved that interview. That was, was so, so fun. Cool, right? oh. 
uh, and then I was just I was so like dumbstruck I could not believe it and then I was like and then it's immediately switched to like nervousness like oh my god Blue's gonna like misbehave or bite the mic or bark or do something because <laughs> um, she's you know she's a good she's a very good girl but she's still a puppy she's 10 months old and she is like you know she can be a handful at times um, but at Bark in the Park she was so chill like Aww. just yes, unbelievably so chill, chill. Um, and during the interview, she just like curiously sniffed the mic and was like, yeah, <laughs> like what? <laughs> and it was it turned out so cute. And I'm going to save that video forever. It made me so happy. And I'm just oh, so baby. proud of my pup, Blue. Yeah. And, Blue is a star. Yeah. Oh, God. Made well, to be on the, the, uh, the next day, Keith was like, I'll go interview those kids to Steve because there was a crying child. And then he's like, it'll probably go better than the dog. I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. Blue is a star. <laughs> Blue's a Blue star. Didn't cry. <laughs> yes. She no, was, was amazing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm just, I like, that's a memory I will cherish forever. And yeah, for yes. those of you who saw the interview, Orange is coming soon. We have, we have Blue, yes, our dog, yes. and we are going to get a cat soon, and we're going to name it Orange. It's going to be an orange cat named Orange. Um, and that will <laughs> complete our Mets family. <laughs> oh so. my gosh. That was such a great interview. Wow. And Gary even ended it with the fans stay true to the orange and blue. We do. Yeah. Yeah. We do. Yeah. That was we do, great. Gary. Yeah. Gelbs um, is amazing too. Such a fun guy. Yeah. So good oh. at his job. He was he was so fun to meet in person. Um yeah, yeah it was he's it, awesome. He, he's he's very good. I like we get so we get so spoiled with, with you folks on SMY and how good you all Aww. are. <laughs> Thank you. That's so nice. Yeah. We transitioned from from Kevin Burkhart, who was so good at his job, too. um, And obviously has gone on to even bigger and better things um, Mm -hmm. to Steve, who who is a fantastic uh, sideline reporter, too. Yeah. And then the times when and then uh, talk about having like awesome women around you. The times when yeah. Steve has gone into the booth, having Michelle there to do sideline yes. reporting. She's fantastic yep. at her job. We just shouted yes. her out on a recent episode for that interview she did with Brandon Nimmo, which I thought was yes. fabulous. Awesome. Um, so yeah, just awesome. everyone at SMY. So good. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, we love you guys. So thank you. Yeah. So thank you so much, Chelsea, for coming on the show. Um, tell our listeners where folks can find your work and find you on the internet. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you can find me, of course, on SNY. Um, I do a little bit of everything. So sometimes I'm on Sports Night, um, which airs in the evening and through the morning. Uh, Baseball Night in New York, I'll cover some of those shows. Um, I will be the UConn sideline reporter for this season. So we broadcast all the UConn women's basketball games on our network. So you can catch me there as well. Um, And yeah, I'm kind of a little bit all over the place, but you can find me there and also on our Twitter, um, Instagram, YouTube pages as well. You can find me. Yeah. Uh, Go check out Chelsea's work on SNY. She is awesome. 
Um, you can check out all of our fantastic podcasts at homerunapplesauce.com. You can support our work by going to patreon.com slash homerunapplesauce. You can follow Home Run Applesauce on Twitter and Instagram at HR Applesauce. You can follow this show on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and Blue Sky. We're all the places at a pod of their own. You can follow Linda and I on Twitter and Blue Sky. I am at Petite PhD. Where are you, Linda? At Linda Surovich. And Maggie is at Maggie162. You can follow her as well. Please rate and review the podcast uh, on your favorite podcast app of choice and subscribe to the podcast if you get the chance. It really helps other people find it. The original intro and outro music to this podcast is by Bunga. Let's go Mets. And don't forget, there is no crying in life.